Mark the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. Welcome to Gamezilla Alpha, where everything's made up and the content doesn't matter. We're not even real the last time I checked. We're robots sent from the past and the future at the same time. My name is Core Jason. My name is 71285 Alpha. My name is hyphen 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 hyphen. Welcome to episode 25 of Gamezilla Alpha. Man, whoever named you. <laughs> they had a stroke they right when they named me, and they, they died right on the keyboard. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the input was all right. wrong. Yeah, it, it was it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, welcome to the topic show, GameZilla Alpha, where we pick one hot topic going on in the gaming industry and focus on it. Today's piece will be an opinion. Pop-Tarts. And it is Pop-Tarts and Rockstar. That's all we're talking about. Yeah. Huh? Pop-Tarts and Rockstar. Yeah. The the rock tarts and pop star the necessities of survival yeah. in in everyday life gaming foods that you hey that's a good episode topic gaming foods episode I'm, topic Mark write that down yeah make gaming a, foods make a up. mental note of that I like that error 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 <laughs> oh glass, sorry your sorry. glasses are fogging up you're getting heated just I, thinking about it it's 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 my vents my fans they installed them in a weird spot on me yeah yeah anyways uh, before we get into this so we wanna we wanna maybe. Uh, Tell everybody where this episode was uh, brought to you by. Yeah, it's brought to our supporters on Patreon. If you want early access to this show, along with other great perks, head on over to patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast and start your patronage today. Thank you, patrons. This show wouldn't even be possible if it wasn't for Jazzy. That's true. I mean, you guys actually, Jazzy. I mean, it's nothing to do with it. Yeah. Nothing to do with it. I just post it all. You do. I'll give you that. Yeah. You do so without of, me yeah. and the all and these the new all this new like fancy posting with all the trailers and and little uh, new snippets and all that stuff all thanks to Jazzy uh, it's been doing a fantastic job of that on this show and the Mothership Gamezilla podcast yeah so all right well we do have a topic this week and it is kind of a big one like we said it might have something to do with Pop Tarts it might have something to do with Rockstar but really it has nothing to do with either one of those. Because it's Destiny 2. Ooh. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Soak it in. Destiny 2 is upon us. We are here. I've got my Rockstar Zero Cal Hunter Edition Energy Drink right here. I'm just going to... I'm just gonna soak this you in and your, drink this Rockstar. You right have now. your cough syrup. The, it, it does taste like. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Not a huge fan of Rockstar Energy. You know. Shout out to everybody that does like it. I'm more of a you know monster person myself. But um, I needed to get this Rockstar because it's the Hunter Edition, and I play a hunter. So I picked a couple cans up because they were two for three dollars, and then uh, I was gonna bring one to Jay. <coughs> 
cracked one open, tasted it, and like, yeah, he's not going to like this. I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> so, so I left the other one at home, but uh, it, it tastes kind of like cough syrup, but I'm going to choke it down because I get... Hold on. I get uh, collect and enter tab codes, and you could score loot with this cans. Yeah. It says this cans. Score loot with this cans. Yeah, the uh, they're doing a really good job on the marketing. <laughs> yeah. But beyond marketing, we have seen a lot coming from Destiny 2. We knew it was we knew it was coming out September 6. We we were all getting pretty excited. Uh, the initial launch of the trailers were a little lackluster. We were concerned that Bungie was you know uh, had some problems, and uh, well, here we are. We're here. Uh, I've put in probably 15 hours into this game already. And uh, uh, 15, you mean 52, right? Nope, nope. I, I haven't played it as much as I thought I would. But I have enjoyed it. I will say that much, right? And it feels like destiny. But I think today we want to take the time just to give our initial, you know, reactions to the game and uh, some thoughts on the changes, good and bad. And then, you know, our full review will probably be available shortly via the blog on MotorCityGaming.com. So head on over to the website and you'll be able to get our full review on Destiny 2 soon. So... But we didn't want to sit there and give it the praise or the perfect score or anything because we, you know, I haven't technically finished the story yet. Um, I have hit level cap and and gotten pretty high on my power rating. But and I've I've uh, achieved some exotics and some legendary items. But overall, I still have not completed the PVE side of this game uh, in the main storyline. Yeah. So plus, there's things that are coming up really soon that we wanted to make sure that we got involved with any sort of review. Like the raid comes out next mm-hmm. week. Yep. Uh, Trials of Osiris start again, so we want to see what the competitive edge of this game looks like. So we just wanted to kind of get the f- the full game of Destiny 2 before we really give a full review on it. Right. So this is going to be the uh, initial reaction and uh, thoughts on some of the changes, maybe some talk about the uh, quick 48-hour um, riots that have pretty much happened uh, over one particular topic here, and just, uh, you know, talk Destiny 2. We've been waiting years for this game. And it's upon us. So without uh, further ado, I want to get started with just simply saying this game is nothing like the beta that we got to try. Absolutely zero. And I'm 100,000% happy that it's not. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The, and and we, when we were talking about the beta, we had mentioned that it felt like Destiny 1. Just yeah. with some new guns and the new uh, subclasses, right? Right. And that's exactly what it was. It was still on the old servers. It was in in, in the Destiny 1 box of, hey, here's what Destiny is. And we didn't really get a good feel for what it was going to be. And that was some of our concerns with it being a beta for Destiny 2. Right. But now that we've got the game in our hands, it is completely different, which is a great thing. It is. Uh, it's a. It's a really, really good feeling, <laughs> um, launching the game and and feeling like okay, this is not like the beta. It the mechanics feel better. The uh, the the menu functionalities that they had talked about are there now, and you know a lot of things I think that we expected from the beta, and for one reason was because we compare this beta to the last beta, right, which would have been Destiny One, right, where they gave us a patrol on earth and they gave us even some access to the moon they gave us a lot and and bungie basically said we gave too much the first time 
and we're gonna change. We're gonna do it differently this time. And I think that upset a lot of people just because they had their expectations set because of what happened in the past. And that's you know, it's fine that Bungie made that choice. I wish they would have been a little more public about that they were running on an old server and that they were and that these certain yeah. things wouldn't aren't going to be available. Um, you know, and that that way, I don't think the disappointment out coming out of the beta would have been there would have been a little bit better off do you think that potentially bungie was kind of i don't want to say like backs up against the wall like cornered but they know that the fan interaction and the voices of everyone that played destiny one was kind of on the negative side like storylines not there these dlcs aren't everything they should be aside from the Taken King DLC, everything else felt kind of flat and people were kind of upset at Bungie. Like, hey, when are you guys going to do something that we really care about? So do you think maybe they kind of almost threw a, a damper on their beta access to maybe give you that spark when you play Destiny 2 of, hey, here's what we've been doing. We've been keeping it secret and here's a, a huge reveal. Yeah, I don't know if the, if they purposely did it. I just think maybe they weren't ready, you know, for the beta, and they had to they had they had to do it the way they did it. But I wish they would have been a little more public about it. it. Creating creating fake disappointment in hopes that those people will then be shocked and awed later is that's a gamble. That's a big it's gamble a big, yeah. where you know yeah. you know I don't know if you want to play that game. And so, but you know, I do think that Destiny One was a disaster. In, in its entirety. When you think about Destiny 1, when it released, it was a unfinished game. Oh, yeah. And in, in its entirety. Yeah. And they took they took three years <laughs> trying to fix it, you know? And so it was a... Destiny 1 was a project its entire life. It never was a finished item that felt that... that I mean, you could... As Bungie, you should be proud of what you've created. But at the same time, I think, like, it never was something that you could sit back and say... Ah, I get to watch this thing and see what it does. Like you, they always were hands on, always tweaking things. And part of gaming is like that. You're gonna have right. meta changes. You're gonna have rebalancing of guns. Like yeah. I get all that. There's always bug right. fixes. And, right. Yeah. But I don't believe that Bungie ever once thought that they finished that game and that it, that they should be proud of like the storytelling aspects of that game. Yeah. Like you shouldn't. And so when we got this beta and it kind of felt more of the same, we were concerned. Now fast forward let's you know here we are we have put in hours upon hours into destiny 2 and i can tell you i clearly clear as day see an improvement on the storytelling clear as day these new people they've brought in from bioware and everywhere else have stepped up and really they have been they've managed to start to craft a story now this story, I don't have it all, and I'm not going to even get into spoilers because Jazzy Fiddle himself isn't where I'm at. We're in different spots right now. Yep. So, but I will say that I was from probably from where you are in the story. I was intrigued. Like you, they grabbed me with this villain, and they grabbed me with that he's not just a powerful. I'm going to take this. It's mine. I'm going to extract it. Like there's more to him. There's something underlying that yeah. we don't know. He's, st he's just like another side. He's not like this. Hey, I'm going to come in and he's basically a conqueror. Like, Hey, yeah. I'm not going to come in and, and I'm all powerful and I take everything from you. And now you have to defeat me because I'm like almost like a super being. Yeah. It's just, Hey, you're over here fighting for the good and he's the bad and he edges you out. But he's also over there fighting for himself and fighting right. for his crew, which is not... 
he clear as day says it's not part of the real regime of cabal. Right. He's he's better than them. Yeah, and they, it, yeah. it's his, it's his people. He yeah. he feels like a leader, and I love the name they give him, Dominus Gull. Like super cool, yeah, Dominus, super cool he, yeah. name. And a lot of his like storytelling is I, I'm doing this to lead my people because yeah. we deserve it. Right, and you know, and you get a little back, and you get right out the right out the gate. Well, not out the gate, but early in the game, you get this background of him and what he's been through and why he believes. This should be his, right? Exactly. And so, like, because of it, you build this up where you're like, yeah, you want to beat him, but at the same time, you also want those cutscenes to find out more about him because you're actually intrigued about the villain, which they never did in Destiny 1. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not talking DLC because the Taken King was better, you know, um, and I'm just going to leave it at that because the other DLCs were, oh, right, were okay. Rise of Iron's storyline was okay. It was, it was just short. short. Yeah, but, but Taken King, Oryx... Was good, like right. you, you, you know, he was there. Yeah, the whole dreadnought, and yeah, and, and this he was is what there happened. to revenge his son's death that uh, on by your hands. Yep. Like there was there was a story there. Why he why right? But here it's better than it's better than anything I've seen in Destiny One. It's better than anything I've seen Bungie do with the name Destiny on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm not done with it yet. So again, the problem is is that could it go south? Which Bungie has the the record, you know, the 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 um track record of that happening to them but you know i feel like this is different i feel like i'm enjoying it i'm pushing the story because i want to know more i want more cutscenes, mm-hmm. and uh you know overall i can sit there and say destiny 2's storytelling seems cohesive it yeah. seems and, and that's why we're getting the raid next week because we're already finding out that the raid called leviathan spoiler alert if you don't know this it's all over the news there's nothing i'm well, getting from the game we talked about it on last week's games a little right <laughs> leviathan is is the raid and it looks like a space slug type creature it looks organic it's a creature of some sort mm-hmm. that's that's somehow connected via light to the traveler so you know and the cool thing is that it like because the raid comes out a week after launch and because they've they've weaved this story they've weaved the raid more into the main story arc they've weaved everything where it's like it feels like an overall main arc story that we're that we're playing and there's sub stories sub arcs going on in this game but again it feels like we have that grand yeah. that grand adventure that we're trying to travel and do and and win, and so I um so far I'm very I'm very happy with with that aspect of the game. And I think the biggest thing to take out of this is the reason why storytelling in Destiny Two is better than Destiny One is they've coherently put it together in the game into cutscenes, actual gameplay. And then character interaction mm-hmm. versus the absolute disaster of brokenness that it was in the first one, where it's like, hey, here's here's the story that you get when you play the game, but then when you get a cutscene, it has nothing to do with any of the storyline that you just did. Oh, and if you really want to know a story, go read the Gwimlar cards on our website. Yeah. Like it was just too much like effort that they made people yeah. do in order to figure out the storyline. Whereas this from the cutscenes, which I just it's another one of those games where it's like, man, I want to play to get to the next cutscene because I yep. want to see what's going to happen. Yep. And to the actual storyline that's being told by your ghost to you during gameplay. And then the, my favorite of, of all the storyline is the character interaction. You go up to, you know, your characters like 
your gunsmith and you know your crew Lord Shacks or Crucible guy. And every time you interact with them, they say something different. It's not just, oh hello, Guardian. I think you're the best. But you go right. up and you interact with him, and he's got like different story to tell you based upon where you're at in the game. Yeah, well, and that's the thing they've given they've given life to all these support characters, and I mean, even when I say support characters, Ikora Ray and uh, Zavala, you know, those yes, they were big they were big names in Destiny One, but they weren't Cade. They didn't have they didn't have the the character. You didn't care like. Ikora right. Ray, unless you were a warlock, you didn't know anything about her. Like she, she didn't matter. Yeah, you know. And so, like now, you have Ikora Ray, you know, doing her own, like having her own little yeah. thing. You have Cade having his own little thing. You have Zavala having his own little thing. And and then and then they all, you know, are connected because they're yeah. because they're the vanguard. Let's be but, real, but that you know their names now. Because in, in Destiny 1, when you played through the game, I guarantee you everybody that played through that game was like, oh, that's Cade 6. Oh, well, yeah. And then the, the Warlock guy and, and the uh, yeah. Titan guy. And that's, Nobody knew their yeah. names. And, and you now even said you Warlock know. guy because you didn't realize it was even a female. Exactly. You know, like, like 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, I'm thrilled that like even, you know, the the first level is the beta, right? You're, 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 the level you play in the beginning of this game is what you played in the beta, and that's just your whole like coming back to the city and it's under attack and you, you know, it all happens. But I just like the scene where Ikora like gets mad and jumps out and just like flies onto a ship and like starts taking out the ship from on top of it. And then, and then, you know, Kate clearly being mad, like, you know, like goofy ass Kate wanting revenge mm-hmm. and Zavala losing hope, something that you never thought, like they gave oh, he was these, the leader. Yeah. He like, was a leader. Like you never, he would never crack. Yeah, <laughs> he was never going to crack. He would always be the one to lead his people. And he looked broken. Right. And so like the fact that they gave these emotions to these characters in different ways than you would expect cr- expanded this character to the point where you're like, you know, now here I am trying to make to prove to Zavala that he needs to wake up, like shake it, shake it off, and let's do let's go back to work. And and you you basically you know are helping it by by playing the game. You're helping shape these characters, so now you feel invested in those characters. Mm-hmm. They don't just simply have more emotions and more dialogue. They have the, you're giving it to them. Yeah. You're showing them hope. You're showing them they have a chance and because of it you're watching them come to life. So, you know, you as this, you know, the guardian right now, um you know, are making this all happen, and yeah. that's and I you think never that, got that in Destiny One. It never. was always it was always you they went, were a more powerful being <laughs> yeah. than you. You went and to them it, for your rewards, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you were and they were and they were more powerful beings because they were leaders. And it's like you'd go to them and it'd be like, "Great job, Guardian! You're my best Guardian. You save the people." And it was the same fucking voice line every yeah. time. Whereas now, the way that you actually, you know complete the story in the game you're shifting the way that th- that character being Zavala and Cade and Akora are reacting to what you're doing yeah changing the emotions completely and new characters yeah. like Hawthorne so now you feel like part of them instead of oh I'm just their right. all-star you know player right and now you have Hawthorne and these other characters you know starting to play roles in the universe and and because they've expanded the universe where you realize hey not everybody is a guardian 
and these people had to survive outside the city walls, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know, and they don't really like us, right? Like, yeah, it, it, they it, don't they don't like the light. It's it's kind of like the elitist versus right. the poor lifestyle. Exactly. Like that's what it was. Yeah, and so um, you have this interesting world now. You have a more interesting world where before you just thought it was everything was inside those walls. And so the fa- they did a good job at expanding the world because they knew they had to with the story that they chose to write, and it works. So without getting more into the story, we're, it's so far it's intriguing. I'm enjoying it, you know, and it doesn't feel like it's gonna end right away. So I feel like you know what, lengthwise, even if I only have three more missions, I'm pretty satisfied with the initial story, knowing that the raid's gonna expand on it, and knowing that the DLC. I believe how this is going to work now is that it's going to, they're going to keep building off of it mm-hmm. until, you know, next year or something. When we have the one year mark of Destiny 2, then they go, all right, you know what? Now we have a new story arc that we want to introduce. Instead of what Destiny 1 was, it was like new story arc, new story arc, new story arc, because they couldn't build one story arc that was good enough to, to, to play off of for a long time. You know, a long period. My final words on the story is I like the fact that they made Destiny 2 more into like an RPG style storyline where it's like you have the choice to push the main storyline, but you also have these adventures. And, well, that's, that's not story. That's mechanics. Worlds. We're going to get into that. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 some of the changes that they made that I want to get into next. But the last thing I want to say about the story is that we do have one person um, on the team. Uh, Deadite, right? Our producer of the podcast, he chimed in and said something interesting that I I find it funny and semi true. He uh, he might be doing um, a video about this, so but uh, explaining more. <laughs> but D- Destiny Two story is bullshit. It's a complete ripoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, ready? Are you ready? I, I, I see the link. Bad Already. guy shows up. Destroys their home, sends them to hide on a farm, and kidnaps their wise leader. Yep. Spoiler alert: the the, the speaker is uh, captured, which you should know from the trailers. Right. But, um, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> like, he's right. Mm-hmm. Now again, um, you could track many movies, many comics, many games, and be like, "Oh, this is like Fer- Avatar is like Fern Gully, and this is like you know, like that's that's life right. now. Like it's yeah. it's hard to it's hard to create something that you can't reflect on something else, right? Exactly. The writers of this might be tra- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fans for all we know, and they they pulled from it. I don't care, but I thought it was funny that that connection was there for him. Um, Can I talk about the light thing, or is that too big of a spoiler? You think? Uh, the light thing. My light issue that I told you. Um, with the first mission. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so here's here's the problem that I had with the story. All right, they make this huge deal about how Gull's supposed to come in and he's supposed to take your light away, and then and now you're broken, right? And that was the whole, like basically, line of what Destiny Two is going to be. Like we're stripping your light. And, and Gaul's this leader, and you're going to have to basically build yourself back up. So I'm thinking, like, going in there, like, man, I'm going to be weak. I'm going to be, you know, all these things. And it just, so if you don't, if you haven't started Destiny 2 and you haven't played the first mission, don't listen for the next 30 seconds. But I hate the fact that in the very first mission, you get your light stripped away. And the very first thing you do is you find a fucking shard of light and you get your light back. Like, come on. Yeah, I don't mind the, the light back what I mind is that it happened 
like you knew that shard was there. And and they right. and they even make reference where you're like, oh, this is why we were called here. And we and but there's no so like that that is the that was the rough patch in the beginning of the story where I was like, what do you mean we were called here? And I never you never told me we were called here. Like n- never made mention of this. We just ended up at the farm, and now all of a sudden there's this you know chunk of the traveler sitting there mm-hmm. you know and so for me i felt like there was a missed opportunity there maybe a little bit more yeah. background story of plus why. they build it up like it's not like you were called there yet every like dialogue in the beginning of games like you don't want to go there it's dangerous right you don't want to go there and here's, <laughs> like, my, here's my other point is that you clearly knew about this place right and you clearly knew there's a giant chunk of the of the traveler just sitting there don't you think you would have like I don't know tried to, as be- before you got attacked before all this happened you would have that shit locked down because you cherish the traveler so if a chunk of the traveler's over there I cherish that chunk right. too yeah it doesn't just sit there and just well, anybody can do whatever they want with it we'll we'll just uh we're, we just care about this part yeah. like it'd be kind of like an avatar if they like just didn't care about the mother tree like yeah, yeah we're just not going to protect the mother tree at all yeah exactly <laughs> it was that part was a little weird and and, and at first i was kind of like ah oh, this feels kind of clunky and then it smooths out though i, I like for me right. I, I yeah. feel like it, it does it directly out, smooth out and i'm like okay whatever i can get over, i can i can move yeah. on and, and forget about that part but it's it, such a big jump it is right in the real, beginning it is real quick considering like you lose your light you wake up you know and you're and you're slow and hurt and you're crawling Man, that was annoying as fuck. It was super annoying. And then you get to the, you know, you get to the farm, which is the new tower, the new, the new, uh, you know, public location where you can do all your transactions and, and kick a soccer ball and kick a soccer ball around. And uh, you know, you, um, th- like you said, the very <laughs> next mission they send you on is to go into the woods and get, your, get your light, yeah, back. and get your light back. Yeah. And then everyone's freaked out because you're like, oh my god. So, um, whatever, you know, it is what it is. I knew they had to do it eventually. Like they're not gonna, you're gonna have to figure out a way to get right back because that's probably the only way you're gonna beat Gaul. Yeah. Like you're not gonna be able to, you know, take him down if he's got this new light power. Yeah. That, and not have light. So I right. knew you're gonna get it back. I guess I was just a little disappointed in how quickly I got it back. Yeah. All right. So let's move on from story. Uh, you know, you can always join us in Discord. Uh, you can just go to MotorCityGaming.com, and right on the homepage, there's a button to join our Discord. It is free. We have gamers from around the world talking video games every day. If you feel like you want to talk more about the story or you want to find some new Guardians to team up with and, and run some strikes or get ready for the raid, that is where it's going to happen. So uh, hopefully yeah. we'll see you there. Also, uh, the website, MotorCityGaming.com. There's the About Us page. It has our gamer tags in there. Yep. Add us. Yep. We're playing on PS4 primarily. Right but now, we do yeah. have uh, a lot good. of people in the Discord community that play or are playing on Xbox. Yep. And we all already have a few people that are interested in, <laughs> that are st- currently playing it on console, that are interested in also getting it for PC yeah. when that releases. Oh, I'll, so. play it on, I'll be playing on PC and PS4, so those will be the two I'll play it on. Uh, unless they make some announcement that the Xbox One X will have some sort of... Um, PlayStation in, in, deal like improvement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then I'll probably play on all three. But anyways, um, moving into some mechanics changes and, and and just decisions that Bungie made moving into Destiny Two uh, that we've witnessed now live and have some opinions on. And I, first, I'm just going to start with the simplistic the simplistic stuff. The map. Oh God. Okay. We now have a map and we now have a destination 
uh, tab. A map is for the local planet that you're on. The destination tab lets you jump planets. You can access all of this anywhere in orbit. You don't, or you can go. You can be on Earth and you go. Oh, I want to jump over to a different planet. No problem. You can do it right from Earth. You don't have to go to orbit. Yep. And we knew that was something that was coming. We didn't see it in the beta, and we were confused by that. But um, it works great. Uh, the the map is such a improvement in mm-hmm. the sense of when we're running I've been running a lot with button matcher Caleb and uh, we, we're, we're pretty close in level and light or in power I guess is what they're calling it now but um, and so we've been running a lot together and we're enjoying the fact of how easy it is to jump around and basically pull up the map and say hey there's a public event over here in the outpost or the outskirts and highlight it and then there's a fast travel to that spot right thank god yeah i mean this should have been this should have been a destiny one it's, it's yeah. something simple but like having it's, to complete a mission and run halfway across the map to do it and then literally just run all the way back to turn it in was a hot mess yeah and so you know obviously a lot of things should have been destiny one because stuff like this is this none of this is like groundbreaking oh my god no other game has ever done this but all i'm looking at and this is simple from destiny one destiny two this is an improvement this is this is better absolutely and so i uh i've enjoyed that a lot i've enjoyed the the uh travel to different planets and you know being able to just jump to the farm and then jump back into earth and you know you're cutting out multiple extra steps that you used to have to do in the old game i like it it's it's good now within the map you get public events and you see them like hey this one's not going to start for three minutes this one's active right now you know this one's on on uh, cooldown right now like you get to see all of that along with adventures patrols lost sectors and um even a couple other uh pieces that are that are sprinkled in there and it's great like you'll be like what i'll do most of the time is i'll pull up the map after i finish like a public event and i go oh there's an adventure right here let's take care of that Mm -hmm. you know and and that's how we'll we uh, do some of the extra stuff as a group and work our way around the map to try to clear out the map the best that we can you know and it's um it adds like this is the this is the piece that you i think you kind of started talking about is that you can push that storyline right the main story arc but these little adventures and stuff, nothing is like Destiny 1 where it was like you'd pick the patrol and it'd basically be like uh, kill shit around you. And like 30 seconds later, you'd just get uh, you know, mission complete and you'd get some glimmer and, and whatever else, right? right? And there's still some patrols. You end up unlocking those later and it's still kind of like that. But the adventures are like real missions. Mm-hmm. And the uh, public events are difficult yeah uh and then the lost sectors are are really cool because yeah you basically you see spray paint of a of a symbol and you'll find a cave the rest is up to you there's no checkpoint there's no arrow pointing where you need to go you just go down in this cave and you, you figure it out you have to basically find this special treasure chest and once you open it the lost sector gets discovered uh, and there's there's going to be enemies down there that progressively get more difficult the closer you get to the chest. It's a cool. And for me, it adds a ton of, of replay value where, yes, I'm grinding and, yes, I'm trying to get better gear, but I don't feel like I'm doing three things over and over and over again. I right. feel like I actually have a decent amount of variety yeah. for me to choose it's from. It's got that RPG element where yeah. it's like you can push the main storyline if you want, but you also have these side quests and, you know, weapons quests yeah. and, you know, armor quests and these different things that you could do to pull you away from that 
main story mission without losing focus of the main story. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed the uh, fast travel functionality. The um, Let's talk a little bit about the weapon changes uh, and more or less the loadout changes, right? So now you have your kinetic weapon, your energy weapon, and your power, power weapon, weapon, right? Yep. Um, and so you can tactically run hand cannon, hand cannon. You know, like you can have multiple of the same gun or you can sit there and say my my kinetic weapon is going to be uh you know a machine gun which which might be you know more typical back in destiny one not the machine gun existed but you would look at a machine gun almost like a uh a, a secondary weapon and um here you can flip things around however almost however you want based on what you find obviously you know obviously but um I like it. I like the ability where it's like I'm flipping from a pulse to an auto. You like you could never do that before. Yeah. Your pulse and your auto were your primary weapon. So you had to change your loadout. You had to change the actual um, what was equipped to you. Now I can sit there and say my kinetic is an auto rifle. My energy is a pulse rifle, yeah. and and my sniper is a is a power weapon. And the cool thing about it is, is your kinetic weapon is similar to your primary. So it's like I like to run scout. So I have my scout, and then I could pull out an auto yep. or a pulse. That of my energy weapon, which essentially what that is, is it's putting the energy onto the gun. So you're going to get it in solar, void, or arc. Right. So you're getting that power boost, basically making it energized. Yeah. And um, it feels good to be able to have a primary weapon that just has that power boost to it that you can use alongside what is now your primary weapon. Right. And it's not like the old game where your secondary weapon, which was green, green ammo, was like, okay... Uh, I can hold seventeen bullets. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like because if you pull an auto rifle in your in, in your energy section, you can have five hundred rounds. And like, so it's not like you're sparingly using that. You can use those two pretty much equally. And then your power weapon, yeah, it does technically have less ammo, but it's your power weapon. It's your grenade launcher, your sniper rifle, you know, uh, your sword. Mm -hmm. it, it's not going to carry as much ammo, but the. Um, I like it. I like the change. It's made me think differently on my loadouts. It's made me play differently where I like a scout rifle too. I'm a, I, I'm a precision shooter a lot. If I keep range, uh, you know, then I'm a, I'm a scout rifle sniper guy. But when things get heated to the ability to just hit triangle, flip to an auto rifle and just start, you know, you know, mowing people, mowing things down to get to create that space again for myself and then flip back to scout and, and continue on with my you know primary style. It's great. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, the, the, the reworks of sidearms and, um, you know, the new machine, the little, uh, submachine guns and mm -hmm. things like that, all I found, I have found use for them in different ways. Now, like I, I like the balance that I go pull out a sidearm and they have a little bit of distance on me and the thing's useless, you know? And so I like the fact that it doesn't feel like I can run, you know, Oh, I like this gun. I can run it. 100% of the time. Yeah. No, you can't. sniped by a thorn from across the map. Right, Exa exactly. So uh, that change is, is very nice. The um, I got my um, Kill Count Ghost from GameStop. That's pretty. I, I do think that's a per cool perk for anybody that, that picked up their copy from GameStop. But uh, on the armor side, it's 
pretty standard. You have the you know you have your helmet, your gauntlets, your chest piece, and your boots. Um, you are going to eventually unlock what looks like another piece down there, which is probably going to be an artifact typical or similar to the artifact that was in Destiny One. Yep. And then you have your class piece. Yeah. So you have your, 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 your armband or your sash or your cloak. Yep. So. And then all of that minus the ghost, which is weird because in Destiny 1, the ghost started carrying a value. Mm-hmm. It doesn't anymore. So which, which I'm fine with. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. But now when you mix you match, you match, mix in your, your weapons and your armor, and that's what creates your new uh, power level, which is pretty much light level. Um, and that, that gives you this overall you know, number that right now caps at 300. Um, and I think I'm at like 214 right now. You know, level 20, 214, I've put 15 hours into the game. The grind is definitely slowing down now for me where I'm not I'm not advancing that number as fast. And I know that to get to that 300, you were going to need the raid. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to need the raid. Yeah, which is typical. Yeah. Or Nightfall or some sort of Crucible event once we have the yeah. first event. I'm sure that's, once that's Trials pops happening. open, I'll have the, yeah. those high-end gear. So, yep. But the, that, that part of it is... Um, you know, I wasn't sure how I felt about all those changes, and now that I've been actively able to juggle weapons and move them in, like I like it, and I also kind of understand why the raid and nightfall modes are going to lock your loadouts. So you're not gonna, you know, before when you had a scout rifle and auto rifle, and they had to sit in the same weapon slot, so you would switch them throughout the levels. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I thought we were going to have this problem. And now knowing that like, okay, well going into this nightfall, I want to have this pulse rifle, this auto rifle, this sniper rifle, you know, it's easier for me. I I can build that in a loadout now. And so locking that for me to go into, uh, you know, a advanced nightfall, it's, it's more interesting to, it's more intriguing to me now where I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to have to think about my loadout before we start. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, you know, we'll see how that goes. I haven't, I haven't dabbled in Nightfall um, or in uh, Strikes yet, but um, they did, they did get it unlocked along with challenges and a few other things that you end up unlocking as uh, as time goes on in the game. But you know, so far, I like the changes. the 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 only thing I still am not maybe in love with is the uh, the four person multiplayer aspect mm-hmm. um, on the Crucible side. Yeah, it takes some side. getting used to, for sure. You know, and the only reason I don't like that is because because of the community. We have so many people that play games with us that it's, you know, it's already difficult for us to play through the story right now with everybody. We're like, we have like three or four squads going at it, and, yeah. diff- and they're all at different points. Especially since they've created and they've just started to release this, the whole clan, and like almost looking for group sort of person in Destiny 2. Like, yeah. why would you open up this ability to find a community of gamers in your game, which I think is a great thing for Destiny 2. Being able to find people to play with is huge for this game. Yeah. And then you lower the count of people that you can play with in certain aspects. So yeah. it's kind of weird, but I'm yeah. sure it's something we just got to get used to. The clan thing's cool, though, too, because the the new thing that they, they actually made it matter that you're in a clan. Before, mm-hmm. you were just in a clan because it was... It was so that you could. It was a symbol. It was a symbol. You could rep. You could rep your your name, right? And you know, and we have our we have our clan, our Motor City Gaming clan. But um, the the thing about the clan I like now is that there's rewards. Mm-hmm. So now your clan has has its own challenges, its own things that you need to achieve within the season. 
which is very similar to let's say Overwatch and and yeah. and, uh, and League of Legends has seasons, right? So you have a season now where your clan can achieve these goals, and if you do, then you will get special emblems, you will get new banners, you will get you will get a reward. Because your clan did well. And so that is very intriguing where it's like your clan beat the raid and your clan, you know, did, you know, has, uh, you know, played so many matches in PvP and, and all these different things. It's a very MMO yeah. type of experience with, in terms of what in my, a majority of MMOs would be called a guild. Yeah. So, yeah. And it encourages multiplayer action, but it also encourages repeat. Like it encourages friendship, right? So, like for us, we have our Discord community. A lot of them are in the the uh, you know Destiny clan, and so it encourages replay with those people and creating and, and all and collaborating. Where this squad might go play the raid, and this squad might go play PvP, and they're both benefiting the clan. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. The only thing I'm going to say mechanically, especially with a lot of the changes, and this may be just because I was so used to Destiny 1, and this might not affect a lot of people like it did me. I will say this, though. The hub itself is a little difficult because you're used to where everything's at in Destiny 1. Yes. So things are, are different in Destiny 2. So... I think like finding where everything's at initially was a little bit difficult for me where I'm like, where is this? Like, how, yeah. how do I figure this out? But then once you figure out how to do it and it's so simple and everything that that you do find is way better than it was before. So that initial like trying to figure things out could be a little bit frustrating because it's not in the exact same spots as that you're used to in Destiny 1. But once you actually find it, you have no problems finding it again, and every time you get there, it's just so much better that you completely forget that you didn't know where it was at to begin with. So yeah, I think the biggest thing that was is slightly threw me off, and I had to adjust to it is that you technically have two different like menus. You have the menu when you hold down, you hold down. Well, sorry, you have three menus, right? You tap your touchpad on yeah, the PS4 which your, controller, which is your ghost menu, and that brings up your ghost menu. You mm -hmm. hold that down, and it launches the director, which yep. is your map, your destination, and your roster, and your quest lines, uh, and your quest lines. Yeah, if you hold the trigger down. Yep. But then, if you close all that out and you hit the option button or the start button or whatever, then it brings up your actual like equipment, yeah, your inventory, your inventory settings, yep. you know, mm -hmm. for like look sensitivity and things like that. But and so like it just kind of it feels a little those three things feel a little disconnected from one another. There's no like and. It's not bad. It just for me, it was like it was weird at first. There were several times just where, learning it. There were several times where I held down the touchpad and it launched the director, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I meant to hit the start button, you know, or the option button." Yeah, so exactly. I, and I and and you can still you don't have to back out of that menu to do it. You just hit the option button, and it took and you it to the other menu. Exactly. It just for me at first, it was like I want to yeah. do this, and I would go to the wrong. I would go the wrong way. Yep. So. so just learning yeah. where the stuff's at is yeah. really what it is. But if you played Halo 1 to Halo 2 and Halo 3, like, guess what? The game evolved and things changed and they were a little out of place until you got familiar with it. You know, when we've been playing Destiny right. 2 for three years, it'll feel like nothing and, and, we'll, we'll, and that's, we'll bitch about Destiny yeah. 3. <laughs> that's where I think the disconnect was, was with me is 
I would be interested to see what somebody who didn't play Destiny 1 would think of the hub initial hub yeah. layout because yeah, yeah. they wouldn't have that, hey, here's where it used to be in Destiny 1. So I think maybe that's where the disconnect was for me as I was just expecting it to be in the same spot, and it's not. Right. And it's not a big issue. It's just learning where the new stuff is, but it just gives you that initial, like, man, where is this? And then trying to have to figure it out in which menu of the hub you have to go into to find it. But then once you figure it out and find it, it's everything's just easier well better laid out and so yeah and then a lot of the new stuff that we that we've witnessed so far so the new uh, exotics that i've been able to experience in the new legendary items i've been able to experience from weapons to armor all the way down to emotes i uh, i'm impressed the you know my my exotic emote i actually like um, spawn a virtual table with like pot with like bowls and stuff on it and then i flip it like i'm like flipping out and I'm like, wow, that's a cooler emote than I've ever than, than there's ever been in Destiny One. Yep. Like instantly, I was like, that's pretty cool. And then you know things like uh, the um, oh man, I forgot the I forgot the first name to this, but my first exotic was a uh, something lance. I forgot what it is. It's a pulse. It's an exotic pulse rifle, and it's black with this purple like wiring and that that pulses light through it. But when you shoot it. It's like it has a unique sound to it, right? But the third shot is it's a perk. It's called Black Hole, where it does extra damage. That third shot sounds so fucking cool that I'm like sitting there just shooting things just so I can hear it over and over again. And that's what I've noticed is that time and effort has been put into the sound effects. Uh, and, and to me, what we were worried about where... Every gun has one role and that's it. There's no there's no point on collecting, you know, several legendary items because of different roles. And we thought that would I think they've done and I can't say this yet because I haven't seen the full list of everything, but the amount of weapons that are out there. It's more than I expected. It's yeah, more than I expected and everything I've picked up from my tarantula, which is a legendary uh, fusion rifle to my um exotics i feel that they're unique they they light up and do unique things they sound different yeah, and that's super important and i it's love the fact that right. they're animated yeah and to me it's like every time i get a purple or every time you know i'm i'm excited to see you know what uh what's gonna what it's gonna do mm -hmm. right and and like fusion rifle right i've never been a fusion rifle fan but i got that tarantula and it shoots like it reminds me almost of hard light where it shoots like a straight beam and I was having such a fun time with it that I found myself using the tarantula more than probably any other fusion rifle I've ever used in Destiny. In Destiny One, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. It, the some of the some of the animations too remind me and I and I like this so much. Like they've you've put the time and effort into creating something that does something unique, but then you don't change it at all. Yeah. And I remember when they changed this to World of Warcraft, I played a hunter and I shot a bow and arrow. Well, I ended up putting an attachment on it called Flintlock's Woodchucker. And what it would do is, like, every so often, it would shoot a woodchuck at the person and it would put a debuff on the person that I was shooting. So that way they'd take more damage or, or whatever the debuff was. I don't remember. But the cool thing about it was is in the beginning, it would just, I'd just shoot arrows. And then you just see the debuff pop up in the guy. And I'm like, okay, well, you gave it this cool name and all this stuff and whatever. Well, then they ended up patching it uh, partway through. And you literally would see him take this woodchuck out of his, like, <laughs> his sheath and literally 
then you'd see him like shoot this woodchuck and then he'd get the debuff and it would how still go? do this oh, I don't remember yeah, how it went like it, like it. but but he'd literally shoot a woodchuck and yeah. it was just like super cool that it's like hey you took all this time to like create this debuff on this special arrow that I shot but yet it was just normal arrow now it's actually a woodchuck so yeah. I like that they're giving the guns kind of like their own animations and those, those extra bullets are, are sounding and looking different yeah no I think I think my concern of of a vast collection of weapons and then uniqueness across those weapons. So far, I've been pretty happy. Now, again, I'm pr- I'm still pretty early into this game. We'll see how it goes on. But if they if they've built a decent library, then guess what? We know we have DLC before the end of the year, which will add more. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing is that if they can, and they've promised this is that they're going to be able to provide more consistent content on a more regular basis than they did in the past, then I think they've already got a good platform. They've already built a good foundation here that they're going to be able to build off of. And I think that's the most important thing is that they never had that foundation in Destiny 1. It was always new foundations here, new foundations here, right. trying to fix things. Yeah, it's and almost think, like a different game every DLC. It was yeah. ridiculous. So I feel here they have something to stand on and build off of, and that's, and that's uh, intriguing and, and exciting. But, um, you know... With all the praise that's been coming out of this episode, I, I don't want to sit here and say this is uh, game of the year. I don't want to sit here and say that I uh, am um, obsessed with Destiny uh, 2. I am pleasantly surprised with Destiny 2. I am enjoying Destiny 2 currently. It has I have put in a good amount of time, but it hasn't grabbed me in an obsessive way like Destiny 1 ha- did. Mm -hmm. And Destiny 1 did it multiple times to me, Mm -hmm. even after disappointment. So, and part of that might just be me being reluctant to let let it do it to me again. But I I don't want to sit here and make this game sound like it's the greatest thing and that if you haven't bought it, you have to go out, run, run out right now and buy it and play it. Like, that's not what I'm getting at here. I think it's good. I think Destiny fans, for the most part, are pretty happy short of a few small things which we're about to get into but i um overall i'm pretty happy with it and i I'm, I'm looking forward it is now solidified itself that i'm looking forward to the raid i'm looking forward to get into some strikes and some nightfalls and things like that and, and really start to explore these those those extra pieces and really get into crucible which i haven't done a whole lot of yet and you know then i think i can really give my true opinion on what I think Destiny 2 is and how excited I am for the the first DLC. I don't but but just remember like it's good if you're into shooters, I think you'll have a good time. You know, it's going to be the most popular shooter, you know, through the holiday probably. Yes, you got Call of Duty and you have uh, Battlefront and all these games coming out, so I'm not saying people won't play those. But Destiny 2 is definitely going to have a, a big piece of that industry. And I think um, as of right now, I, I give it the green light. I give it two thumbs up. I'm, I'm enjoying myself, but I, I am reserving the right to, uh, to not say I'm 100% on board yet. Right. And, and that's just because I want to finish the story and not feel – and basically come back and say, all right, guys, it's not – Destiny one where you finish a story and you were more confused than when you started the story, you know, like, and, and it's not, you know, like I, I still need some of those answers to just really give it my full, like, holy hell, Bungie did it. 
you know, but so far I'm way I'm way happier with Bungie than I was. Uh, that's what I'll say. Yep. Um, you know, moving into the the really the one negative thing that's really started to hit the news and uh, really started to to show its its face is the weird decision to turn shaders into consumable items and and, and change them even more so than what we're used to. Uh, a shader in Destiny One was an item that would take all your armor and make it a make it a matching color pa- pattern, right? Right. And that was it. And we would use those a lot when we would go into a raid with six people and say, "All right, everybody, let's let's all wear pink. Let's all do this, right? Like just for mm-hmm. fun, we would do this." Now, what a shader item is is that you'll get uh, a certain amount of them. So let's say let's say you um, you hit level cap, right? So now you still have a, a progress bar that's filling up. Well, every time you fill up the progress bar, you you do get a ingram that you go to the um, cryptarch, not the cryptarch. No, the, you go to somebody different. Yeah, you go to. I'm not there yet. I forgot the name of the of the store that you can buy silver from. Do you remember it? No, the t t starts with a t. I think. Yeah. Damn. I'm sorry. I forgot. I I. It's Tess. I know yeah. Tess is the person that runs it. Yeah, so uh, I'll look, look it up. Yeah, look it up. Anyways, it up. you go to that store and you and you uh, decrypt it and usually you'll get, you know, a few items, one of those being like a shader, and you'll get let's just say it's a red, black, and white shader. Well the red, black, and white shader says three on it. It means you got three of them. Well, it only works three times and then you're out of it until you get more of it. And and by getting you can earn it, like I said, in game a lot slower, or you can buy silver and actually pay for it. What we got? Tess Everness is the person, so that's where yeah, I was thinking. That's ever, where the T came from, and it's the Eververse. Eververse. There we go. Thank you. Um, the um, so the issue here is that is that shaders now work on everything: your ghost, your weapons, your armor, mm-hmm. individual pieces. Though, so if you only have three and you want your armor to match, got to have a lot more. You three. need more. And the, and if you want more right now, then you're buying it with real money by mm-hmm. buying silver and then paying for it in the store. If you are patient, you can build up shaders. And I have, I don't know, I have like 12 different shaders, each one at least three to six of, of, the, each, of each one. But the problem is that once you spin it on, that, on the particular gun and then you get a new gun and you're like, oh, I'm going to use this one instead, it's gone. It's gone. It's, got, it's tied to that gun. There's no removing now, it. Now, the shader does stay on that gun until yeah. you either, A, don't use that gun anymore, which then it will still be there. You just don't use the gun, or you change the shader of the gun. And when you change it, the other one's gone. The other one's gone. gone, right. Yeah, yep. You know, in the past, it, the shader's only affected your, your armor and your person's look, not your weaponry, and... You would just turn it on and off and switch it. And you could always, you know, hey, let's go pink again. Okay, cool. Pull it back out. So, you know, the big argument here is that they've turned it into consumable, which is basically they've turned it into a microtransaction, and they're basically calling calling Bungie out saying it's greedy, it's bullshit, and, um, you know, hardcore Destiny fans are not happy. They do not like this decision. I could see where they're coming from. I can see from it in the standpoint of what I said in the past where we would go into a raid and we're like, everybody pull out your God of War um, you know, your God of War red skin. Let's all go red. Mm-hmm. Everybody pull out your glue who, right? That you earned in the raid. Yep. You know, and you can turn it on as many times as you want and not three times and then it's gone. And so I think that part is weird because you everything else in the game you um, made it more unique, right? It's like, hey, here's the tarantula. It is, you know, it's a legendary item. 
and it's it, this is its role. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get different roles. You don't have to worry about trying to get 20 tarantulas to get the best tarantula. This is the tarantula. If you like it, here it is, right? And and so, like, that felt great. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, well, even those guns that are unique, I could put skins on. I'm like, right. oh, well, that's cool, but I have to spin them, and then they're gone. Now, there is the uh, exotics still do have the uh, ability where you can get the... Yeah, like the special version. The of special, it. yeah, the special skins, and those are obviously you can toggle those on and off. It's not a, it's not a consumable. Um, but yeah, I don't like the skin thing. I think, I think that I would like to see Destiny change that where they become permanent because I, I just, for me, I, I was like, that bothers me a bit. You know, and and it's one less thing that I beat the raid and I get the raid shader, right? That's the guy. Right. That's not a thing. And even if it is a thing now, you're telling me it's a consumable. It's, I can use it once and then it's gonna be gone. It's and gonna be gone. Yeah. I don't like that. I haven't hit that part yet because I'm still too low of a level. Like so. you use skins on ships now too. <laughs> I mean, you use it on so anything. I right. like that you can use them on everything. Right. I don't like that they're consumables. They're consumables. Yeah. So I haven't hit there yet, so it really hasn't like affected me that much. So once I get there, I think I'll have a little more dislike for it because I do see the point of I think it's kind of ridiculous where they're coming from. However, I think Bungie, their initial idea with this was, hey, you can be more unique. Like before it was like, hey, here's a, sh- here's a pink shader and then everybody pull out your pink shader and then everybody looks the same. Now it's like you can custom design your character with different shaders so that there's even more options to look more unique than anybody else in the game because it's your personal build out where you can create a different shader for different pieces of armor so that you don't look exactly like everybody else or people can't just click a button and, oh, I'm the same as you, you know? 100% agree with you. I totally agree. And and that's why I think the ability to use these shaders on individual items is huge Mm because you can create patterns and and a palette of however of whatever you want, right? Yeah, and then them oh making them a consumable, and then we could microtransaction is where yeah. they went wrong. Because the problem with that is that I think they looked you know you look back at Destiny One and the Eververse and and the store, and it's like yeah I spent money on like the uh, um the first time around Sparrow Racing League uh, books and stuff like and and things like that. Yeah, and I bought and there was some times where like we had. Uh, cool dances and things like that. So I gave you, I gave him a little bit of my money, right? But nothing like League of Legends, right? Nothing like where I'm like, hey, here, uh, your game's free, here's $500, right? Like, yep. right? And I think the problem, and that's what they look at is they go, well, why, like, how can we make our microtransaction real-world store better? In the sense of, and by better, I mean, how do we get people to use it more? How do we exactly. get people to buy more silver and so shaders is going to be one way because you'll get some person that'll, that'll find the perfect pattern to make their guy look like Spider-Man and then everyone will want that, right? And then they won't, they won't wait to try to earn it. They'll go buy it. Yep. And, and so that's, you know, that's one, one way that microtransactions work is that people see something and they go, oh, I can get that? How? Oh, only 10 bucks and I got it? Okay, I'll do that, right? And I, I just don't like the Bungie made this call when not that long ago, when Eververse was a thing, because Eververse is relatively new to the world of Destiny. Period. Yep. Did they say they said that you know we're not trying to 
nickel and dime you. We're not, you know, and, and to be fair, they did keep to their word that you can't buy anything at the Eververse store that's going to make you better at the game. It's going to make you stronger or anything like that. It's all yeah. cosmetic, which is what they said. So that part of it, they stayed true to. But I just don't like that they start, they are nickel and diming you now. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you like the red, black, uh, you know, the red, black shader? Well, you know, um, every time you get a engram, you have a chance or you can just buy the silver and then you can go in and maybe and just and just pick up what you want. Yep. And so that, you know, the ease, right? The ease is, is, the, yeah. is, is the concern. Yep. And I think I think a big a big minimal. thing about it is is if this was something that was in Destiny 1 from day 1, this wouldn't be an issue. Nope. But the fact that you it's it's like taking candy from a baby. Like, you know, yeah. here's what we had. Now we're taking that away from you and you got to pay for it if you want. And now we're upset about it. So. And, and Bungie coming out and saying that every change they made was to make the game better and to make it more, you know, more of a multiplayer experience and, and just make it better for the fan, for the player. I agree with a lot of that. Like, I think the the loadout change, the maps, the the adventures, the lost sectors, like all these things they did, I agree. It has made the game a more full game. Now, but if you want to look cool doing it. But, yeah, but then you go and you do this <laughs> little, like, mini, in my opinion, minuscule thing over yep. here. And because of it, you've created this uproar. People are like, what the hell? Really? Like, something so small and simple and stupid, and you go and do that? Like, it's just kind of, it is. It's kind of shitty. So it's, Yeah, it's going to come down to they'll get enough flack to where they'll change it. Or... They'll just stick to their guns, and people will have to deal with it. Yeah. So I think you know. I don't. I don't know. I. I'm not sure what they'll do yet. If they introduce permanent like rare skin, rare shaders, like when you unlock a a, a rage a rage shader or something mm-hmm. like that where it, it's not a consumable, then people might get over it. Where like the commons and uncommons are just are you know one time use. You earn them you earn them over time in game, and if you if you need something and you want it, you can buy it. They might get over that, but I just feel like for me, I really like I was proud of my glue who shader. Every time oh, I, put I love it, my glue hoo. Yep. Every time I put it on, I thought about what I thought about the moment I got it when I when I was able to achieve the the raid right mm-hmm. and, and defeat and defeat the raid. And you know, so like the fact that knowing that that's not really there, or if it is there, it might be a consumable, and then I can only put it on three items stresses me out in the sense of like, all right, what what three items am I going to put this on? Yeah, that or even switching it up. Period. Like. Hey, you want to know what we're making these consumables, and you could put them on your your armor and weapons individually to get a look that you want. But if you want to go to the Eververse store, you can unlock a permanent shader of that color, and then yeah. you want to know what you you can get it on one time use, but you could use as many times in that item. So yeah. then let's say it's cheap enough to where it's like if you want to be all green, yeah, you have to buy the what five, six, seven, eight, eight different ones to put on each individual piece of armor, but it's a permanent one, so you could leave it on there permanently, you know? So there's different things they could do to maybe try to ease this a little bit, but yeah. we'll see how it goes. I it's don't think a, it's a make or break for people that are going to play no, Destiny 2. No, so. it's not. It's just an interesting decision that was made yeah. that you, you wonder why. You mm-hmm. just really wonder why when you look at the when you look at the overall rest of the game, it, it just kind of doesn't fit almost. It's kind of like, really? This? So what's your overall... First reaction of Destiny 2, give it to me like in a, a little brief s- snippet. 
I think overall, Destiny Two is uh, fun. It, it you know it feels like Destiny mechanically. Story is a is a vast improvement so far, and I can't wait to pick the controller back up. And that's uh, that's something that I was I didn't I wasn't excited to even pick my game up until about a week before it came out. Mm-hmm. So I think it's uh, it's good. Um, I'm I'm very positive on Destiny Two right now. I'm enjoying it. Um, the couple things that I are are different and unique to me um, that I think they did a really good job of, and it's kind of weird. I like the more human type of movement control of my guardian. Like if I jump over to a ledge and I miss it, they'll actually grab the ledge and pull himself. It's one up. of my favorite things. Like the jump mechanics are different to the where it's like, man, I don't like this because it's different, but they feel more real. To me, I don't know if that's like weird or not, but it feels more like a jetpack or or like a human type of jump where your your first jumps smaller than if you take your jetpack jump. So they've done a real good job of making your character feel more human ish. Um, and then other than that, the you know, aside from the small hub glitch that I had and stuff like that, I'm really enjoying it. And at the end of the day. Am I going to get super obsessed with it? No, I'm at that same point with you. I still want to get through and see what I can give my overall rating of Destiny. But I will say this. And the one thing that I played Destiny 1 as an FPS over any other one is Destiny 1 felt like a good shooter to me. It worked for me. And even though it had its glitchy story moments and, you know, sometimes I didn't like the way things were done with DLCs, it the mechanics of the game felt good and it worked. And I'll say that if you are a fan of Destiny 1, Destiny 2 works like Destiny. Yeah, absolutely. It still has that Destiny feel. And if you were okay with the way that Destiny felt, you're going to be perfectly fine with Destiny 2. Yep, absolutely. And then uh, I think uh, closing out, the last thing we'll say is beautiful. The game the game looks great. Oh, it's awesome. I have it on uh, my yeah. Pro, and it looks gorgeous. Yeah, uh, clearly the beta wasn't using the PlayStation 4 Pro uh, to... You know, as much as it is now, and the enhancements look great, the world looks great, the cutscenes are beautiful. You know, yeah, it's going to look better on PC, but I was pretty impressed with it on the PS4 uh, Pro. I, I definitely am like, you know, I think uh, Button Master Kilt made a comment. He's like, man, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm. It's easier to get headshots in this game. I'm like, well, to be fair, it's easier to to understand what you're looking at because it's so much, cl- you know, clear. Everything's crisper, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so. For me, it, it it took a second to get used to because it almost felt like, not totally, but it felt like Destiny One almost felt cartoonish looking compared to this form. Was feels realer, you know, real. Yep. And um, I think that has to do with the human element of me, it does. my con- my guardian control yeah. too. Is I feel more in an environment that's yeah that a human would be in. Yeah, but this just even from a distance, the enemies you know look nice, clean. And, and sharp, and because of it, I just feel like the the game overall just it has a great uh, image, and even like the backdrops when you're you know climbing across on a mountain and you look off, and it's just the the background is beautiful, you yeah. know. And and Destiny One had those moments, but I mean this is this is definitely uh, an upgrade, you know. I'm not gonna sit there and say it's it's you know day and night, but it's definitely an upgrade, yeah. and uh, I appreciate it. I so. do remember going to the edge of the farm and like looking across the lake, and I'm like, yeah. oh wait, there's another farm over there. Yeah. Oh wait, and it makes sense because you're beyond the wall 
now, and you're probably not the only farm community that's out right. there. There's probably others, and I'm like, oh, there's another one over there, you know. So it's, yeah. it's cool that they put those little things in it. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's our first reaction to Destiny Two. You can join us in Discord. Just go to MotorCityGaming.com. Right on the homepage, click Join the MCG Discord. It's free. Gamers from around the world talking video games every day. That's where Destiny Talk is hot right now. That channel has stopped for the last seventy-two hours, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get back to playing playing some Destiny. So if you want to join us, that is one easy way to find out when we're on and what's going what's going down. Of course, Jazzy reminded us too. Go to MotorCityGaming.com, go to the About Us page, and if you want to add any of the hosts and teammates of Motor City Gaming. All of our gamer tags are right there, so feel free to send us an invite, and we'll uh, we'll game it up with you. So, but um, we don't we're out of time here for this episode of Gamesilla Alpha. We want to thank our patrons once again. Without you guys, this show wouldn't exist, and the advancements that Motor City Gaming has made over the last year uh, would be impossible. So, thanks again for the support, and you get early access in return. So, you'll be enjoying this show uh, in about an hour. Yeah. Everybody else can tune in Sundays. Can wait. Can wait and tune in Sundays on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, and of course, MotorCityGaming.com. Yeah. And if you don't like to wait, head on over to Patreon.com slash Podcast. We uh, have revamped it. Got some new perks coming along the way. We came across a small bug and some of the new perks were running out, but those will be out shortly. And uh, we've made some changes to the current perks. So, you know, only five dollars, five dollars, and started. you can get early access to not only Gamezilla Alpha but Gamezilla itself. Yeah, the, our main show, which airs on Twitch TV slash Gamezilla Podcast every Monday night at seven p.m. Eastern Time, and then it hits iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and all those other great places every Tuesday. Tuesday morning, but again, at nine a.m. Yeah, if you want to maybe listen to it uh, in those great places Monday night. That's the new one of the new uh, additions to uh, previous perks. So, yeah. yeah, and then we want to thank our sponsor, DetroitBeardCollective.com. If you have a beard, if you know someone with a mustache or a beard, or just some facial hair, and they want it to look good, smell good, taste good—maybe uh, not taste good, but look good and smell good for sure—it tastes good and tastes good. We got proof from Jazzy Fiddle. Then you want to head on over to DetroitBeardCollective.com. We're going to help you save. Use that code MCGAMING at checkout and all orders over $25. You'll save 20%. That's like 20%. It's exactly 20%. It's almost 20%. No, it is it is 20%. It's almost 21%. Oh, okay. We might have to work with them see if we get 21%. Man, I doubt it. I doubt, it's I already doubt it a good deal. Right. Well, yeah, thanks to our sponsors for the episode. And, uh, yeah, just uh, keep an eye out. We'll be streaming Destiny on twitch.tv slash gameslopodcast. Um, I, I think Cable's doing it right now, actually. Yeah, he might be. Yeah, I actually was watching in the his whole Wolver- show. In his pencil Wolverine outfit. Don't tease the fans. Man, I'm not. I actually looked. He's in it right now. Okay, let's end this episode. <laughs> I got to go watch. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, we are the Elite DLC of For Gaming News. Until next time, game, game on, on, Guardians.